When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Don't open your textbooks because this is, is free period. Free period. It's study hall. We're gonna study us. <laughs> <laughs> That's uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, we are going to do a little bit of a departure this week, right? Yeah. What are we going to do, Tanya? Um, this week we're just going to keep it short. Uh, we've gotten questions over the course of our time podcasting that we just sort of were like, eh, well, when we get to something that leads into that, we'll answer it. And then we just haven't. Um, so we're going to answer some questions. We also put a call out for some questions. So we have some new questions, um, and we're going to do a little bit of talking about ourselves. And then next week, we are going to do our normal, like, recap, Season trivia, like, fun episode. Bonanza. Oh, I thought you were going to say bananas. <laughs> but like... it's bananas. <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, we like to keep it a little bit different in between seasons. Yeah. It just gives a nice little uh, break in the episodes like a breather yeah it's palate seems we- cleanser it seems really weird just to go from season to season mm-hmm. but so. it also seems weird that we didn't watch an episode of boy meets world this week and i've i like it very much makes it like a shorter thing to do it's also really weird because um season between season two and season three we took like a two-month break yep where we did three episodes or four episodes we had the kids do one and then we did our recap and I think that was it, but we tried to like stagger it because we were waiting for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So we have officially gotten through our first Disney Plus season. We have. How does how do you feel about Disney Plus now? The only thing I watch on Disney Plus is Boy Meets World. Yeah. The kids use it all the time. Do they? Yeah. What Aubrey do they watch? especially. Um Finley sometimes. Aubrey watches everything on oh. Disney Plus. What does she watch? Um, just all the old Disney movies. Like she picks one to watch almost every night. So that's she loves Disney Plus. Well, then it's a good thing we pay for it. I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch anything on it. Yeah, I watch Boy Meets World. We thought we would. Yeah, I and I still want to watch The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It just I didn't watch it when it was out, so now it feels like this whole thing where I'm so far behind. And you're right. Watching labor intensive shows that have so many episodes is just not your thing. Is that a joke? Yeah, because we're actually watching a very labor-intensive show with lots of episodes right now. Well, and I, but I don't like to have multiple of those. I hate having multiple labor-intensive shows because then I'm, I'm dumb. I'm my brain just bounces. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice to my husband, please. I, I mean, I'm kind of ADD in that sense where like my brain mixes all of it together. So if I'm watching multiple shows mm-hmm. or if I'm playing multiple, I can only play one game at a time. Like, or if I can only read one book at a time, because in my head a week later, I'll think back and I'm like, when did Corey Matthews transmute that uh, puppy? That was a full metal alchemist joke. Right. Cause we're watching full metal alchemist right now. Well, brotherhood. Brotherhood. And it's so good. It's so good. Welcome to our Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood podcast. That's what we're doing differently this week, guys. We're not talking about Boy Meets World at all. We are talking about anime. We're going to talk about how 
those Elric brothers shaped our lives when we were in and our 30s. <laughs> continuing to shape our lives. Uh, yeah, we watched the original Full Metal Alchemist back in the day. Uh, Tanya and I watched it together when we first started dating. And then we, we both I, had watched it previously. Oh, I didn't realize you'd watched it yeah, previously. Yeah, I watched it previously with one of my friends um, mm. who was like way, way into it. He absolutely loved it. He had a, a tattoo of it. Like, he just was obsessed with it. And I never finished it. I watched... A good portion of it and never got to the end at least I thought that I never got to the end until Alden and I were watching it and we got to the end and I was like oh I have seen this I just didn't remember the ending so now we're watching Brotherhood and I'm like I don't remember how this ends but it doesn't matter because it's a completely different show once you get about 12 episodes in. which is also very confusing because I don't remember who I met in the original and who I'm just now me I'm like that she's asking questions like we're watching the show and she's like did that did we meet them in the other show. And I'm like, it doesn't matter anymore. The show is completely different. And she's like, but I don't remember. And like, that's, it doesn't matter. You don't need to remember. It matters to me. I want to remember. Um, so I need to get my body back. That's what we've been up to. <laughs> um, but, uh, we're only like 15 episodes in, so mm-hmm. don't spoil it. We're very excited to be watching it. I am because, yes. I always wanted to because I know that it follows the manga better than the original show. The manga that we have uh, that hasn't of. been read. Some of. We have a few volumes. Um, but when we initially watched the original and then tried to immediately start watching Brotherhood, it was like, this is too different. I don't like it. It's weird. Bye. It was... So we've looked into what the differences are, and it's one difference, and it was very important to me in particular at that point when we finished the first one, and that was Alphonse's voice changed. Right. Alphonse's voice in the original was done by a child. And who, who grew up. Who in, grew up. He couldn't not do it anymore. And so Alphonse's voice in Brotherhood is done by a woman. And she hates women. I don't hate women, <laughs> but... His voice invoked so much emotion in the yeah. first one that the moment that we started watching Brotherhood, I was like, nope, can't do it. Thank God we waited a few years and went back to it because it is life changing. It is so good. We really like cartoons in general. Like we like animation. So that's, true. that's our story. We can't wait for our Boy Meets World cartoon show. Oh my gosh. A Boy Meets World anime. Would no. be so good. They made an Anne of Green Gables anime. Yeah, how was yeah. it? It's amazing. So let's stick with the nerdy, nerdy stuff. And um, we'll start. Our first question is: uh, Alden talks a lot about video games. What's his favorite game of all time? Tanya, do you play? What's your favorite of all time? Um, all right. What's your favorite game of all time? I don't know. <laughs> That's too hard for me to answer. I I have too many games that are. Uh, near the top like i always kind of like oscillate between a few different ones that are my favorite you know i've got horizon zero dawn but i think either near automata or or um, hollow knight or maybe bioshock bioshock is so different from the aesthetics of hollow knight and near automata where like i can see the correlation between those two because the music is amazing the visuals are amazing like and it's well, very almost like whimsical, but Nier has also like like crazy battles and stuff. But Bioshock to me is in a completely different category than those two. 
they they all changed my life in a, in some way or another. But the the one thread in all four of those games, if you if you really look at them, is all four are games that have happened after a tragedy has taken place, and you're learning about it as you play. Like as you play Bioshock, you're figuring out why this city under the sea uh, fell apart. Mm-hmm. As you play. Horizon Zero Dawn, you're trying to figure out why the world has been completely like decimated and taken over by these robots. Mm-hmm. Um, Near Automata, it's kind of the same thing. You're trying to figure out what happened to the human race, how to save them, and get rid of the robots. Um, in Hollow Knight, you're trying to figure out why this this bug city has been infected and everyone is is it's it's really good Mm -hmm. hollow knight is really great because as you play it you kind of get little pieces of lore and unless you're super smart and you remember everything and i don't um you don't really piece it together very well i think maybe if you remember like there are keywords that one character will tell you at the very beginning and then 18 hours in another character will tell you a, a story where they kind of tie in the you know, the radiant light or whatever. And then if you remembered that story from 18 hours ago, you would be able to put them together and you'd have a more connected story. But I didn't. So like I would, I knew that this stuff was connected, but I didn't piece it together. So then after you play it, you go back and you read up on the lore and you watch the YouTube videos like a huge nerd and you piece it all together. Hours and hours of YouTube videos. And the story is this crazy, beautiful, like, epic story but you don't get it until you start to piece all that together and you start to notice some of these things so it's i thought that was amazing plus music is my thing and music in all of those games is crazy good especially mm-hmm. near automata and hollow knight mm-hmm. the soundtracks in both of those games are my favorites of all time tanya yes your end of the question was do you play games and what is your favorite if so i do play games I just don't have time to do it often. Um, I wish that my brain worked in a way where I could sit and play games for hours because I love playing games. But my brain is like, no, you need to be doing stuff all the time. You need to be moving always. So I don't play as much as I would like to. I do have favorite games plural because they're all very different from each other and um and they're all sweeping post-apocalyptical epics not even close (laughs) they're just all different styles and like i love them for different reasons and um i think more like a nostalgic thing like i absolutely love mario party games like mario party games are my favorite thing in the whole wide world because my very first console that was my own console was a GameCube. And I sat in my bedroom and I played Mario Party and leveled up and like did all of the mini games and got perfect at them so that when I went to my friend's house and played against him, like I could beat everyone at the mini games. And that one is important to me because it was my first game that was my own on my own console when I was 17 years old. I was going to say, old. that's what's so funny about that story is like I talk to people, I've done video game podcasts for years. And I've talked to people who are well younger than me. I, You know, 18-year-olds will be on my podcast and they'll say, well, my first console was a GameCube or a PS3. And they were like six. 
you your first console was GameCube, but you're my age. We did not have video games in our house at all. Like, not even a little bit. We didn't have a console at all until I had a GameCube in my room. Game, that was, the GameCube was fantastic. It by was the way. so good. Um but it really, really did open up a lot for me. Like, I played all of the Harry Potter games that were available at the time. I played um, Wind Waker, which is still a favorite of mine, but I never finished it because mm. I just don't have the time. Oh, like, God. So good. We bought the the remake on Wii U and she never played it. Yeah, it's true. I just, I mean... The games that I have finished are not long, sweeping games. Right. They are games where I can get involved in the story. They're aesthetically beautiful, but I can also finish them within like a 10-hour period of time over the course of a week. Child of Light. Child of Light was gorgeous. I wouldn't say it's my favorite game, but it's up there because it was so beautiful. Um, Rhyme was gorgeous. Like It was so good and so emotional, and it was... One of my favorite ones that I've played by myself, like just sitting alone playing it. But if it's down to like if we played a game together or whatever, Night in the Woods is my favorite game of all time. Mm. That's a really good one, too. That one was like nothing I'd ever experienced in my life. So that's that's the one. That's a really good experience. And again, the music in that game is phenomenal. It's astounding. Like I spent I've spent hours and hours just listening to the soundtrack in that game. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the week, a podcast that I was listening to was they were talking about how video games have helped them through the COVID crisis. And like, you know, they talked about Animal Crossing and one of the hosts actually named a couple of the games that are like our favorite games. And I was just like, yes, they named um, Edith Finch, which is one that we played together that was so good. And like the craziest story came out of that one. And um, and then he named Night in the Woods. I was just like, this is the best podcast ever because they're naming my favorite games. Well, we just named all of your favorite games. So now we're the best <laughs> yeah. podcast ever. Yeah. Yeah, real quick on the GameCube note, before we move on out of the nerdy stuff and talk about a show from 1996, Super Nerdily, um, I'm playing a GameCube game right now. I'm playing Fire Emblem from the GameCube era on my phone. Yes, I would also like to point out that Alden just said, I can't play more than one game at a time. He is currently playing Persona 5. He is playing Fire Emblem on his phone. And he is playing Animal Crossing here and there. So Animal he Crossing. is playing three games at one time. That's true. I, I usually have a phone game that I can play when I'm at work on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just like, it that, that'll go over the course of six or seven months. But you play that not at work on the toilet well, all the time. Because I just started it. Um, and then I have my, my at-home game. And then Animal Crossing is always going to be right there on the side probably for the next several months where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to log in for half an hour here every three or four days. I just remember that Danganronpa might be my favorite game. Really? Danganronpa 2? Yes. Because it had all the elements that I love so much in it. Danganronpa 2 was a very good game. Because it has the mystery, the murder mysteries in it, and it's got the anime, like... um 
just like the beautiful artwork of it and it's got the fun characters and where you get to pick who your favorite is and then find out things about them like I think that might be my favorite game that's and you never played the first one and you never played the third one but I watched the animes for the first one yes uh we need to get the anime for the third um anyway I thought that was going to be like a short opening question not half of our show, but <laughs> then I remembered that I haven't done a video game podcast in so long. That yeah, you definitely just, all just bottled up, went into video game podcast mode, and like I was listening, but I realized that I was listening as if I was listening to you on a podcast, and not like you were right in the room with me. So my eyes like started trailing off, and like, and then I realized, oh wait, this is our podcast. Well, I'm gonna have to talk in a minute. Yeah, because I started doing podcasts. <laughs> As a video game podcast, and then that kind of branched off, and I did video game podcasts for years. What changed? Um, I, I just, it it got to be too much, where I just want to play the game and enjoy it, and it felt like it got to the point where I, f- I needed to be on top of my knowledge, and that's just not fun for me, and there are a lot of people that I know that are really good at that, um, who, who know all of the news and all of the facts, and like, they're really... Um, I don't know, uh, passionate, passionate, about, it. passionate yeah. about that. And while I'm passionate about games, I don't want to spend all my time learning about them and thinking about them. He'd rather spend all of his time thinking about Boy Meets World. Yep. Um, but, and I still enjoy doing it occasionally and, and, you know, I have, uh, the broadcast that I'm on here and there as we do them, but, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it, it got to the point where it was too much. Mm-hmm. And as much as I enjoyed it, and as much as I miss Dan specifically, who I did Third Wheel Arcade with, mm-hmm. um, it just, it wasn't, it, it it was a lot. Anyway. Do we have another question? There's also other stories that I want to go into, <laughs> but I never, I never can. Yeah, we have, uh, let's, let's ask a Boy Meets World question. Okay. Uh, Channing Arnold asked on our Facebook, he said, what has surprised you the most about the show in rewatching it so far? Whether it be something you've forgotten or something you've noticed for the first time in watching it more critically. This was like such a good question. Yeah. Um... Because there are some things that, like, I didn't feel as strongly about, obviously, as a kid. Like, you don't have the capacity to understand it as much. But is it okay if I go first? (laughs) Just go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chet Hunter. Like, I am surprised. Like, we know that, that Sean has bad parents. Right. I was surprised at the, I guess, heights that they went to to portray a bad parent and how realistic it was. Like, it wasn't, like, an over-the-top, like, I don't know, like, married with children kind of thing. It was such a realistic view of a parent who just can't parent a kid. Right. And it was so heartbreaking. And I'm so... I was taken aback by how much I disliked Chet, how much I related to... um, how he did things with things that have happened in my own life and just how much I didn't care when I was a kid, like how much that didn't affect me when I was a kid. Yeah, well, I think, uh, and and that was kind of going to be my answer too, so I don't know if I should think of something else real quick on the spot. (laughs) But that's a big one because we now at 36 and 35 years old, um we've seen these parents enough and been upset by these parents enough 
parents like Chet Hunter and his, you know, disappearing mom, mm-hmm. um, that watching the show, we can see like, oh my God, that's like this person and this person and this person. Mm-hmm. And I remember how terrible that was and watching my friends go through that or watching my friend's kids go through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been so surprisingly realistic to rewatch that and go, wow, like it, you're breaking my heart. And that's what all of the good shows do is they take real things and make them play out in a real way. That's what I like breaking about Breaking Bad so much is that show is super stressful and everyone in the show is awful. But mm-hmm. as you're watching, you're watching people react in a way that I think even in these crazy situations, these people would react and slowly change and evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Jesse was a huge one for that. Like, and my heart broke for him constantly. All of them, like, it, they're in these terrible situations and they're reacting in a realistic way. And it mm-hmm. was just so interesting for me as a as a people watcher. Like, that's what right. I do. Like, I love to watch and try to figure out people. And in that show and in, and in some of the other shows that I love you get to watch the characters evolve. Right. But you don't expect that from a sitcom. No. And they did that so perfectly. And then the other side of that coin that I've been surprised by is Mr. Turner. Like, mm. we went into the season with me going, eh, I don't even like him. Like, yeah. he's not even that big of a deal to me. Like, what is so great about Mr. Turner? And as a parent, watching him parent a kid that's not his and go through like yeah we can agree that he dealt with it in some shitty ways but he would have right like that was realistic but he also loved sean so much like he didn't even hesitate to have him come into his home like it was just i loved watching that yeah so those were my two surprising things both things have to do with how Sean is being raised, but I think that comes from being a parent and wanting to protect my kids from people like Chet or protect kids that I know from people like Chet or being happy that our kids have people like Mr. Turner in their lives. Like, Caden has a teacher who, and I actually just talked to him about this recently because we were kind of talking about Mr. Turner. Caden had um, heard us talking about it while we were podcasting or something and he Mm -hmm. was talking to me about it and he was like well that was like my math teacher in um eighth grade who absolutely loved Caden Mm -hmm. and counseled him through some really rough times he was a math teacher but at the end of the school year this math teacher wrote Caden a card and like ran to find him and give him this handwritten card that just told him how he was so proud of how much Caden grew and how he was so proud of how he overcame obstacles and like keep up the good work, like do great in high school. So glad I got to be your teacher. And Caden has carried that with him. Like, and it's been such an important thing to him. So yeah, Mr. Turner, he's great. Yeah. All right. We got to move on to other questions. <laughs> this uh, is not actually going to be a shorter episode. <laughs> it's at this rate, no. Uh, uh, what do you What do you want to answer next? Um. Uh, want to go with Diego's question? Sure. All right. Diego asked, 
Um, and Diego's wonderful, by the way. Find him on Twitter, at Dinero Primero, D-I-N-E-R-O-P-R-I-M-E-R-O. Um, he does our graphics. Yeah, he did our graphics. If you want anybody to do any sort of graphical work for you, he will do it, and he is amazing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you lived next door to your teacher or principal, would you have talked to them in the way that Corey talked to Feeney? You answer this one first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I'm I'm weird though in that sense, and I've I've been like that since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, people are just people to me. Like right. I've never been the kind of person where I meet someone famous or whatever, and I'm like, oh my god, that is. It's right. just to me, it's like here's a person who's going through stuff, right? Uh, and everybody's going through different stuff. You know, when I meet musicians and stuff, it's like, hey, you're just a dude who plays guitar really good, or. You're... What Alden's saying is that a teacher is actually a famous person. A, he, a, a teacher is a celebrity in his eyes. I mean, kind of. I, But when you, as a kid, I kind of just, like, these were my teachers, but they were almost like. They're just people. They were either friends or they were people I didn't like. like right. And it, I treated them accordingly. And that got me in trouble sometimes. Right. Like, because if I didn't like you, I would treat you the same way I, I treated the kid in class that I didn't like. And that doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it took me a while to learn that lesson where it's like, okay, I need to do this differently because this is not looking good for me. <laughs> um, so kind of, yes. I think if I lived next door to a teacher, I had teachers, but also my mom was a teacher. Right. Um, so we spent a lot of time with other teachers. Right. Uh, when I was in kindergarten, I remember we went to my teacher's house to have dinner, and she made the worst spaghetti I've ever had in my life. How do you make bad spaghetti? I I think just because when you're five, your your palate is what you've had, and I think at that point we really only had rag, ragu spaghetti sauce. You know? Did she make her own spaghetti? She made sauce? her own spaghetti sauce. Oh, you little jerk! kindergartner. I was five and it wasn't what I liked. Also, I didn't love that teacher. So, um, I mean, she was probably a sweet teacher, but she was older and she was strict and she was something. Mm-hmm. And I had come from, I, so I was, our school had K4, you know, kindergarten for four-year-olds mm-hmm. and then regular kindergarten. And in my K4 class, I had a teacher who was young and sweet and like, just a like. A Miss Honey. A Miss Honey. Yeah. What's that from? Matilda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had a Miss Honey and I got along with her very well. She was like my friend. And then I went to this older teacher who was probably at least in her 60s, maybe older. Or I was That's five. That's probably so she perception. Been... She was probably 30. <laughs> I, need to, I need to ask my mom how old she was. <laughs> Your mom's um, going to be like, she was like 10 years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, so what about you, Tanya? Um, well, yeah, definitely. I love teachers. Like, I, when I started going to school, like, I was homeschooled until I was in 11th grade. And when I started going to school, I made, like, a few friends, but also I just wanted all my teachers to love me so much. And by all of my teachers, I mean every teacher in the school because it was, like, K-4 all the way up through 12th grade. So I really, like tried to become friends with all of the teachers and I think I sort of like at least built up a um immunity no like a (laughs) endearment with the teachers like they're like oh that's Tanya like 
And one of those teachers was Alden's mom. What? Yeah. My mom taught you? Well, she didn't. She was us an eighth grade. <laughs> she didn't teach me shit. <laughs> <laughs> she, ta- <laughs> she taught me something very important. How to cover up a hickey? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She taught me how to cover up a hickey because she caught me and my boyfriend at the time making out upstairs and she was just like, Tanya. And she like took me out. She's like, your mom's going to be so mad at you. And then she hid me behind her desk and she handed me a compact <laughs> and covered up my hickey. Um, so, yeah. Which is just so funny because at the same age, if I had had a hickey, my mom would have lost her shit. Yeah, but... She knew I was just a sweetheart who, like, was very sheltered and that my mom would probably throw me in a sewer if she f- saw that hickey. hmm So it was very sweet. And I've always loved your mom for that. Okay. Yeah. I've told our kids that story and Aubrey is just like, oh, Grandma did what? Yeah. So. She never showed me how to cover up a hickey. <laughs> uh... But, th- I mean, that leads to another question, um, th- and I don't remember the first person who asked, what, go we, ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, we got, we've gotten it a few times. Right, um, but the first person I remember, remember you bringing it up with me was the girl that uh, found our show through Good Christian Fun, and I don't I remember so, her name. Yeah. Um, what is our relationship story? Uh, it's complicated it's so complicated <laughs> but like not in a fun way it's not like a ooh, what a wow. sweet story st- i mean uh, it is it's not it, in a fun way it, but like the complications are not like uh wow that's so cute it's like <laughs> they're a, like this is on life support complications yes yeah yes because so i mean we saw each other in high school like we went right. to the same school for a year for one year he graduated the year that i started my senior there. year in high school and it was a christian school and i didn't fit in and i it was a tiny school so there weren't a lot of people there that i was actually friends with in fact like leaving that school i was i didn't stay friends with anybody mm-hmm. like there are people that i've reconnected with since but i didn't fit in um and when you have a group of literally i graduated with 11 or 12 people. Mm-hmm. And that was considered a big class. Yeah. When you have that small of a group of teenagers, like think of how many people, if you went to a public school, you're in a class with hundreds of people and think of how many people you actually thought were your friends. That's half of our household. Right. And how many friends do they have? Like they have a small group of friends. I mean, double our household. We are half of that. That's crazy. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But like our kids, think of how many friends that they have in their giant schools. It's a handful. Right. So when you bring that group down to 13 people, like you're not going to, you're likely not going to find your other half. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And some people tried. (laughs) Yeah. And I think some people still are friends that that went to school. You have friends. Yeah, my situation was completely different because I didn't go to school with these people from kindergarten, and Mm -hmm. a lot of you guys did. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys knew each other from a very young age and figured out whether you liked or disliked people, and I was just like, everybody, please like me. And I had a really, really strong group of friends. Like... I did not. um, I, I still, like, and not just on Facebook, like, I still engage with people from that school other than you and your family uh i I also i so i was just miserable there and i didn't enjoy my time there but i also had a girlfriend at the time who was um 
a jealous person. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I couldn't be friends with people too much because if I came back and talked to her about it, she would get very upset. All of this to say... I didn't speak that, to Tanya. Yeah. My impression of Alden was I had Spanish class with him and he would sit at our teacher's desk and draw anarchy symbols on his shoes for the entire 45-minute class. I had dope-ass shoes. Like... The amount of anarchy symbols on his shoes was a lot because that's all he did during Spanish class. Yeah. How do you say anarchy in Spanish? Anarchy. I don't think that's true. I don't think so either, but I didn't <laughs> pay attention in Spanish class. I was just too busy. <laughs> I actually, I took four years of Spanish and no, three years of Spanish. I can barely speak any Spanish. But I think a lot of people are like that. Yeah. You learn what you need to for the test. And he was like, very broody. He was very so like the broody. moody, like... I don't know, angsty musician mm-hmm. guy. I was writing lyrics for yeah. a sad songs. On the bottom of his shoe. On the bottom of my shoe. <laughs> uh, and then what happened, Tanya? Well, we didn't know each other. Right. Um, I didn't know him. We kn- I, I knew of her. I knew. But why did you know Because she me? dated my cousin. I didn't date his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I thought that they did date. And I. His cousin was one of my best friends. Right. Um, and I guess he wanted to date me. Mm. I was dating during that time. I was with my first husband. Like I was dating my, my first husband when Alden's cousin wanted to date me, but his cousin was like very happy with us just being really good friends. And he hung out with me and my sisters all the time. And he brought us junk food because we never had junk food in our house. And he brought us sodas and he went rollerblading with us. And it was very fun. And it was a very fun friendship. But that is how Alden knew of me was because he thought I dated his cousin. Real quick aside, can I like jump in and just go back to a previous topic? Yes. I texted my mom. My teacher in kindergarten was about 70. Oh, okay. So I didn't imagine it. Okay. She was 10 years older than you imagine, not 10 years younger. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So... I knew of Tanya through my cousin, and mm-hmm. um, she knew of me through him and through my mom. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise... Because, so once I graduated, I started working at the school as a teacher's aide for K-5. So then I was actually, like, working with his mom. Uh, and sometimes we sat together in our morning meetings or whatever. Like, so I was friends with his mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The totes best besties. Yep. So sometimes somewhere in there, because we got to fast forward a little bit. Somewhere in there, like my family moved from a different like city. Like we lived a couple cities over or towns over, um, moved to uh, where my mom lives now in this really cute neighborhood. I did not move with them. I was pregnant with Caden. I got married. I moved in with my first husband and his family. And my family moved to this house in the woods on this street. We, they didn't know anybody. And later that year, we went um, trick-or-treating with my new child. And we walk up to this house, knock on the door. And Alden's sister opens the door. It's four houses up the road mm-hmm. from my parents' house. And I'm like, oh, hey, Alicia, what are you doing here? And she's like, I live here. Like, this is where I live. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> so our parents lived on the same street. Yeah. And 
and that's how we met. No. No. Uh-uh. So where now, Tanya? I don't know. You I'm, take you no. take you take the next step. I got to lead I got to let you lead the conversation because you said there's some stuff we're going to skip over. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Whatever you feel comfortable with, just say it's I fine. I feel comfortable with whatever, but I was worried that you wouldn't feel comfortable with stuff. So I don't care. It is what it is. Okay. Uh, we um we then spent years where we didn't talk. Right. Um I don't think we were even friends on no, Facebook. We were not. Um we I ended up becoming friends with some other people in Tanya's life. Mm-hmm. And we ended up at a lot of the same places mm-hmm. a few times. And we started, we would talk when we got together. Right. Um, and I just remember thinking like, oh, I just love talking to her. Like, I really enjoy just having conversations with her. We talked books and we talked um, movies, movies. And music, but mostly music from movies because that's the music that I like. Yeah. So we would have whole conversations for like an hour and a half dissecting Repo the Genetic Opera while also playing Words with Friends. Yeah, we played a lot of Words with Friends. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the, my favorite people to play against because she's an intelligent person. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was really sweet. Thanks. <laughs> and we would just have little conversations on there. And it wasn't much. We, yeah. She was married and it wasn't like I ever thought... I might date this person for right. lots of reasons. Well, and th- it wasn't a thing where it was like, I'm attracted to this person. We are playing games together and I hope that my husband doesn't find out. Like right. we were just, I don't know, like it. we were acquaintances. At the same time, though, I was also friends with Aubrey's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she ran in a lot of the same circles as my first husband and I became friends with her, like like real friends with her, mm-hmm. um, and got to see Aubrey sometimes and basically sort of became friends with Aubrey Yeah. Uh, to the point where if Alden brought Aubrey to the mall, Aubrey would want to come see me at whatever store I was working at. Right. Um, so there was that. Yeah. and But that was just here and there. Every few months we would have an interaction or whatever. Um, and it was nice. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Where where did it go from there? So I, I mean, I don't think I've made it a secret that my first marriage was really, really bad. Yeah. Um. And one day I got up the nerve to just look him in the eye and I was just like, I'm leaving. Goodbye. And I grabbed the boys and I went to my mom's house, which is on the same street as Alden's mom's house. Which... And I had been living there because I had gotten Aubrey full time and couldn't do the like one bedroom apartment anymore like I had to figure out how to how to maintain a life and be a single dad and you had been working a job where you were working like 70 80 hours a week and you couldn't do that anymore either I couldn't do that anymore so I ended up losing that job because they said if you can't dedicate because I said hey guys I'm gonna need to because I think the requirement to work there was 55 hours a week Mm -hmm. and I said hey I'm gonna have to drop down to 55 and they said you can't do that. You have to be available for your your team at all times. And I was like, I need to take care of my kid. So I'm sorry. It's 55 hours. So they ended up getting rid of me. Um, so I lived at my parents. And, and where did you work? Where did I work when? When, when I left my oh, husband. So I worked with Tanya's sister, Amy, mm-hmm. at, a, at an accounting place, at an HOA place. Um, and I guess... My car was out front of my mom's house. And I asked Amy, hey, what's going on with Tanya? I've seen her car out there a few days. What's up? And Amy was like, oh, so she left her husband. Yeah. And Amy was like, you should go talk to her or whatever. You should reach out to her. Mm-hmm. Which he did. 
he he messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, uh, I know what's going on. If you ever want to just like get together and talk or whatever, like if you need any support, like we can go get frozen yogurt or whatever. The kids can play. I've been through all of this. I've done it. So I can just be there to talk to. And it wasn't like anything nefarious at all. Like I never even thought like, I want to, I want to get closer to her. Right. And I was in the middle of a job change and leaving my husband and like flying out to Colorado for my sister's wedding. So like, I was like, oh, okay. And then disregarded it and didn't talk to him for like a month. Yep. Even though we lived on the same street. Yep. Um, and then one night my sister was like, uh, oh, my sister was friends with a girl. Yeah. That really, 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 really liked Alden. Like I didn't know. Didn't like him. She told me I'm in love with him. We hadn't talked that long. And um I was like, Oh, that's great. And Amy was like, I'm gonna get him to come over <laughs> to my mom's house. We were all hanging out at the pool. This is what we did on Friday nights. Like we drank wine, we went swimming or whatever, and we were all hanging out by the pool and Alden comes over and Alden and I stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. talking that night. Just talking. Yeah, just talking. We figured out even more stuff that both of us liked. And um, a couple weeks later, World's End was coming out in the movie theater and we bo- both love the Cornetto movies. We both love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And he was like, uh... We could go see it together. And I was like, that might look bad. And he's like, it's okay. We can go pretty far away to go see the movie. So mm-hmm. it was like, it was super, we were just friends. Like there right. was nothing. And I was still, I was talking to the other girl that, that we were friends with. Mm-hmm. And she's a sweet, or at least she was. Like, I don't know her now because right. all this happened. She was a very <laughs> sweet person. And like, I enjoyed talking to her. But it was kind of like a situation where like, I don't think I've, I'm into her, but I think she's into me. And then she would do the thing where she would go hey, I have something I want to tell you, but I'm not sure if I should. And I knew what that meant. It was that she loved him. And I would go, all right, probably just let's not talk about it right now. Like, let's just, don't worry about it. If you feel uncomfortable, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. And there's this whole like thing where we went to a concert and stuff and he had to take her home and he tried to get me to like go with them so that he wasn't just taking her home. Well, because she at that point was wasted and tried to make it very apparent that she was into me like it that's where it went from like i think she likes me to oh she's licking my face she definitely <laughs> licked his face it was my favorite i was like standing there like right beside them just dying laughing and alden was just like what is wrong with you why do you think this is so funny also at that point Did I, I say that yes oh. <laughs> at that point i do think you had started to realize that you liked me oh yeah definitely i mean i think that specific night mm-hmm. i realized i think it was just when we, because I was with her and I was like, oh my God. And then we, we, did we meet up with you? Yes. Yeah. We yeah. met up with you there. And I remember thinking, oh, thank God. And I was like, oh no, I kind of like her. And I was like, <laughs> oh no, I shouldn't like her for a number of reasons. And so I kind of wrote it off even then though. Like I was like, I think I like her, but that's never happening. So whoosh, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. And then it was like a couple Fridays later, uh, my sister was like, so everyone at work is basically talking about how you and Alden should date. And I was like, what do you mean everyone at work is talking about it? Like, that doesn't even make sense. And she's like, well, you know, you've met this person and this person and this person, and they all think that you and Alden should date each other. Like, and I was like, what is wrong with you guys? She was like, well, I told him like, well, she's free now. You, You can go marry her now. And I was like, that's weird. But then I was like, oh, wait, 
like maybe maybe I like him and I was like oh no 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 I don't want to date anybody like I want to be a nun that's not happening but we still kept hanging out with each other yep a lot yeah it was a very emotionally like tumultuous time yeah and he stuck with it through all of it I did and here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So I mean, we lived on the same street. We walked to each other's houses. Pretty much like, every night just every to night. talk and drink and cry. Yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> I did a lot of crying. She did a lot of crying. I still do a lot of crying just for different reasons now. Yeah. Now it's because of Fulmina Alchemist. <laughs> um, there was one night where she's just like very drunk and bawling on my lap. And she's like, I think we like each other. <laughs> But we're like in our 30s. Like I was 29 and he was like, what is wrong with this girl? Like she is a grown adult. I mean, it was a really weird time where all of a sudden we were teenagers again. Like we were living at our parents' houses and we were walking to each other's houses in the middle of the night. And we were staying up until four o'clock in the morning and then going to work at six or seven. We were drinking so much. Yeah. We were drinking so much. Yeah, and then one day we were like, oh, we don't have to drink. We actually really, really like each other. Like, yeah. we, we can just hang out together well, without the, drinking a whole lot. There were so many awkward circumstances about us being into each other. Um, I guess circumstances I won't really get into. Right. But um, we, we just had such a weird history that it was like we shouldn't probably date each other. Right. So we had to drink to kind of get past those thoughts, I mm-hmm. think. I, I I think you did for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, and the fact that, like, I should not have been getting into a relationship at that point. Right. Like, and I had to fight myself on it because I truly was like, I am not doing this. Well, and, I, and it wasn't like I was going, yes, you should. I was no. saying, if you don't think you're ready, then back off like you're good like i understand i'm cool i'll be i'll be here and i was just like pop open another bottle of wine (laughs) (laughs) let's make out (laughs) but i mean it was fun it was like it It was was good and it was very fun and then it was it got to a point where we were like all right we gotta be adults again yeah and we um moved into our house we started renting our house and and blended our family together and honestly i think that was the clincher for me was our kids acted like they had been siblings their entire lives like there was no difficulty in blending us together it was like it was supposed to be this way yeah so i mean that's basically it right yeah that's so much though like was it i thought that this was going to be a short show we've asked three questions we have like eight left and it's been 45 minutes really okay let's go through some of these fast all right so um would boy meets world have the popularity it has if it released today no (laughs) okay why it would have the popularity five years from now it would come Mm. out and people are watching so many other things that it would sort of be like um an afterthought like oh this looks cute nobody that we know is in it like there's no one famous in it um hey that that kid is that guy's brother so it's i mean it's fine and then all of a sudden one person would watch it and be like oh this is not what i thought it was and then they would tell someone so like five years from now it would be huge and have a huge following but it wouldn't have nine seasons or whatever right how many seasons does boy meets world have i I don't remember we've talked about this before it's between 8 and 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what I think would happen. I think it would be one of those things that would have a slow 
uprising. I think, but shows don't get slow uprisings. No. Like, it would be canceled. Yeah. Um, And I think that they would have to figure out the continuity stuff because in 1995, Mm -hmm. people didn't notice this weird stuff or they did and they just kind of forgave it. Nowadays, if there's any sort of continuity issue, people take to the internet and burn the show down to the ground. Yeah. Reddit would have lit the show on fire. Right. Anyway. All right. So that was a short one. Um, oh, this from John. What fun, what <laughs> fundamental value do you share and what do you not share? This is going to be tough. And I, we haven't talked about this at all. No. So I don't know. Um, I feel like we share most. Yeah. Most fundamental uh, well, values we share. I well, think. What is our most fundamental value though? Like be good to people and, yeah. and, do no harm like are we witches like no but but it is sort of like a you know treat people nicely and treat people well and and it's not about being good and bad it's about treating people well right um i think to an extent maybe what we share the least is and i don't know how much this applies now but when we first got together tanya was very much i'll be there for everybody no matter what and I was like, these people are harming you. You shouldn't be there this much for them. I won't be. Right. Um, where I feel like you should be good to people no matter what. But you should also be good to yourself no matter what. So there are times when you have to say, all right, you know what? I forgive this person because I don't hold a grudge ever. But I will forgive you and then I'm done with you. Like, and that's... Yeah, I think that's probably the one that we differentiate the most on only because like I would love to believe that for myself and for like everybody else. I would love that to be um, a fundamental belief for me, but I don't know how to not treat others better than I treat myself. Right. Like I feel an intense amount of guilt if I'm even remotely happier than anyone else like i but that's terrible self-esteem issues (laughs) i mean that's probably for another show yeah uh yeah so that yeah i would say that's probably where we differ a lot all right so what's next you ask one Um, i look through um would a rated r hbo boy meets world be any good uh i think so i I think think it'd be fun uh i i think there are a lot of possibilities there i mean right now where we are in the show uh, this is this would be an, an interesting question five seasons from now for sure. Right. Right now, most of the people in the show are underage, and it would just kind of be like a lot of swearing and naughty words. Well, I was thinking of it more like if you could adapt that show to a different style of show, like those characters only in like Euphoria or those characters in because like those are the ages like 15, 16, 17 years old Mm -hmm. or like the movie 13, like that technically, like if you were to adapt the characters of Boy Meets World into situational things like that into a more serious Thing. It it would definitely add more weight to some of the scarier situations, you know, when Sean's and Corey are surrounded by the kids in the trailer park, or when um, uh, Bi- uh, Biff Griff <laughs> Biff is Back to the Future, huh? Um, when Biff Tannen takes Corey Matthews, no, when you know when when they're being bullied, when Frankie and Joey are being big mean bullies. Now you can make it an actually scary situation. Right. Chet would be terrifying. Yeah. 
just terrifying. Um, Some of the situations like with um, TK would take on a whole nother level of like intensity. Yeah. Um, So that would be interesting. But taking it, if you wanted to make it a comedy still Mm -hmm. and then move it five years in the future. Yeah, it would be like in the realm of like girls or something like that, where it's still a situational thing. Only you're with these characters. Yeah. And, and learning and growing with them. But also if you were, if you were able to take it to that dark, um, um, mature place and then have a Mr. Feeney that comes in and is like this light there, mm-hmm. it would even bring more light to what he's saying and, yeah. and doing and, and the situations that he's teaching. Um, yeah. anyway, so, uh, Kalam asked, <laughs> Kalam, my good friend asked, when you're not together, do you ever look at the moon and wonder if the other is looking at the moon too? Follow up. Why does the moon follow the car when we, <laughs> why does the moon follow the car when we drive? Tanya, can you speak to this please? Um, yes. And I don't know. What's your answer? Oh, well, I do. We do have a leash, an earth leash that we put on the moon a long time ago that brings the moon along with us. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's is tied, it tied to your car. It's tied to where we are because we are on the Truman Show and everyone's just kind of watching us. He jokes, but he truly believes that sometimes. Uh,. There, there, were, there are moments where he's like, Truman Show is what we are living in right now. There were years of my life, I think, where I thought that I was just being watched. And I think everyone kind of goes through that to an extent. Sometimes it makes things easier. Yes. To, to feel that there way. There were times where I would be like alone and I'd be like, what would be the funniest thing to do on a sitcom right now? And I would just like, here's what I'm doing now. People who are watching at home. I mean, not recently. As recently as like two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's my answer to Kalam's wonderful question. Uh, What else do we have left? Do we have anything? I think that's it. Um, Right now, yeah. Yeah, so we wanted to make this like a 20-minute episode because next week we're going to have like our full-on season three wrap-up party. Bananas. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this was supposed to be more of like a little interlude. But uh, now I have to edit this before it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I'm so, so sorry. Just don't edit it at all. Just leave it the way it is. I might to an extent. If you guys have any questions for us, please let us know. Um, one, if you want to get anything in about season three before next uh, next Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday, May. Uh, hold on. I'm looking it up. Saturday, May 9th. May 9th. If you have any questions about season three, get them to us on our Facebook, on our Twitter. At BMG and BMW. You can email us. At BMG and BMW at gmail.com. Um, uh, or you can find us specifically on Twitter and ask us whatever you want. Uh, or if you're my friend and you text me, just text me just like you did before. <laughs> uh, or if you have any questions more along the lines of what we were talking about today, if you have any relationship stuff or any kind of like weird nerdy asides that you want to ask us, ask us now. And then when we get to it 50 weeks from now or whatever... We'll have those questions saved for you. Yep. Uh, Anything else you want to add, Tanya? I don't think so, no. I don't want you to have to edit anymore. Yeah. Thank you, guys. This has been a fun episode. It's been a fun season three. Uh, We look forward to... It's been a long season three. It's been a long season three. But when... 
when we started this season, like think of how different the world was. We should have gone into that a little bit, but yeah. We will. Next is... week. Okay. Next week, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, goodness. Uh, we, we're going to talk about Disney Plus blurbs. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about how different the world... I want to talk about what was going on in the world the first week we started that ep- that season. Oh, that's going to be so fascinating. Um, and we're going to talk... Did you shiver? Yes. No, I didn't. Oh. Um, anyway. And you would want things that I don't have to edit? <laughs> but you're talking about what I'm doing physically while we talk? That nobody can see? Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, otherwise, we're going to talk about our season three thoughts, and and hopefully we'll have a guest or so on. Um, we'll see. Uh, thank you for joining us. Anything else you want to say? Um, You're making a face like you got something you want to say. I thought I did, and it's gone. Or do you have to fart? <laughs> no. <but laughs> don't talk about farting on the mic. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World season three interlude. Class dismissed. Study hall over. Mm, yeah. You say your class dismissed again because it's going to hurt my head if we don't Class dismissed.